0: Hello and welcome to DealCast, the weekly M&A podcast presented to you by MergerMarket and SS&C Intralinks. I'm Juliana Needham, I'm a business journalist who's been covering M&A for a decade. In this episode we're looking at the recent Merger Market Germany forum and some of the key takeaways from that event. I'm joined by Patrick Costello who is the DAC correspondent and who was there. Hi, Patrick. Thanks for joining me today.
1: Hi, Juliana. Good to see you.
0: So let's start with an overview. What was the what was the general overview or the mood of the event?
1: I'd say the mood had a kind of a mixed outlook overall. Um, dealmakers were pretty slightly bullish, I'd say, for the second half of the year, although they're admitting that activity is not as busy as people would like it to be. Um, large cap M&A in Germany, in particular, is still very quiet at the moment. Um, you know, particularly given financing issues, I think dealmakers, advisors, and you know, private equity corporates—they're having a lot of issues, kind of financing bigger deals at the moment. Um, on the other hand, the small and mid cap segments of the market are still pretty lively. I think they're still feeling pretty kind of consistent deal flow, and there's a lot of activity in certain parts of the market. Uh, and people expect that at least will continue throughout the rest of the year.
0: Great. Thank you. Germany is one of the most active markets for private equity in Europe. What were the main takeaways from the event about private equity?
1: Well, in terms of private equity, I think overall people are saying the deal flow is not as robust as it is expected to be. Um, I think if you look at a lot of the kind of portfolio assets in Germany and the length of time they've been held by private equity sponsors. It's not, we're not seeing what the, what you would expect kind of given the vintage of some of these funds. Um, And then when you look at the buy side, there's still a lot of dry powder sitting in, sitting among the sponsors kind of across the market. Um, So you think the two of those things together, you would be seeing a lot more activity than we're currently seeing.
0: Yeah. And I think that the dry powder theme has been, um, has been around for quite a long time.
1: (laughs) It's a lot of money they've got to invest. Um, But yeah, I think one of the main takeaways from the conference on private equity investing is that kind of the, the pressure on the sponsors is kind of going to continue mounting going forward. So I think on the on the the sell the the buy side, the investment side, i mean the the pressure for them to spend this dry capital, which is as we've mentioned is pretty substantial, that's just going to keep kind of mounting on them they they need to invest this money at some point um and then on the in terms of exits, pressure on the sponsors is likewise also going to continue mounting. Um, they're going to have to deliver returns to their Lps at some point and they need to kind of show results from you know this money that they've invested in these assets they've invested in in the past um and that in particular this came up a few times on some of the panels that um you know as the as the sponsors as they get ready to kind of raise their next fund kind of their next you know vehicle they're going to need to show results to the the LP com- you know, community when they are back investing again um you know fundraising in particular looks like it's going to be a little bit more challenging kind of across the board going forward so they're they're going to need to deliver some good returns to to make that possible
0: and just on that, Germany is obviously much closer to Ukraine. Do you think there was a lot of, there's been a lot of sitting on assets while watching the situation in Ukraine unfold?
1: Definitely. Um, I think, you know, some of the, the high growth companies, um, you know, especially in sectors like tech, I think because there was kind of a readjustment in terms of pricing over the past year, people are a bit reluctant to sell now because they don't think they're going to get the price they can get or should get. Uh, so that's definitely been a factor slightly related to the war. I think the biggest impact from the war, though, has been on the financing markets. Um, and that's been one of the biggest challenges for dealmakers the past year in kind of closing transactions.
0: Yeah. And that leads perfectly on to my next question, which is what are the big challenges for getting deals over the line? You've mentioned one with financing. What else is there? And, and with the financing, what deals are getting done?
1: Yeah, well, in t- in terms of financing, I mean, the it's the combination kind of inflation of interest rates. I mean, we all know this. While the ECB is raising rates, it's making it a bit more difficult to kind of calculate, you know, what financing is, but also the cost of it have gone up. The other, arguably, biggest challenge, um, which I alluded to earlier, was pricing. I mean, there's still a bit of a mismatch between what sellers think um, and expect they can get for their assets, and on the other hand there's a bit of a reluctance now for buyers to kind of meet that price and it's also a question of whether they would be able to meet that price with financing issues um so this kind of you know rebalancing needs to go on before they kind of hit a new equilibrium uh for deals that are transacting at the moment it's as i mentioned the small mid cap segment is still pretty lively Um, but also assets that are in general just deemed to have kind of a high quality. Um, so you know, in the tech space, it's kind of software companies that have really strong, reliable, you know, visible cash flows. They're still in very high demand. Um, you know, healthcare in Germany is a very hot sector, especially in areas like medtech. Um, so again, if you have a company there that's performing really well, good cash flows, good EBITDA, they are also still getting over the line, um, in general. Panelists were calling this kind of the flight to quality. So kind of the assets that are, you know, just as as being kind of reliable, high quality, not so much on the strong growth segment, which is what we saw in the past few years, where it was, you know, kind of growth, growth, growth. Um, I think people want to see kind of a bit more profitability and a bit more maybe consistency in terms of a, you know, a business's performance.
0: Great. Thank you. Can you talk a bit about cross-border M&A and what the main takeaways were from the talks and panels and what was the conclusion or, or outcome of those discussions?
1: Yeah, so for cross-border M&A, I think investment has kind of gone down over the past year. Um, it's, it's held up fairly well, but again, the Ukraine war, um, there's been some reluctance, I think, in particular from the United States to invest in German assets. Um, you know, as you mentioned earlier, Kiev is a two-hour flight time for Berlin, so a little too close maybe to a war zone for for kind of external capital. Um, On the other hand, there is still a lot of money flowing into Germany and the Dock region from the Middle East and Asia. I think if you look at the Porsche IPO in particular last year, which I mean a bit of an exception, but there is strong, strong demand from the Middle East in that IPO. Um, Yeah, and I think that will continue for certain, again, quality assets. Um, I think on the other hand, as kind of the situation with Ukraine is maybe stabilized a bit as compared to a year ago, we're seeing somewhat of a return of U.S. investors into Germany. Um, The exchange rate dynamics, as we know, are are very favorable to U.S. investors at the moment. So a few of the panelists are kind of expecting that um, as kind of the situation maybe continues to stabilize, that we'll see a lot more kind of American interest uh, in German assets, you know, because the the prices are favorable to them. And this is kind of an easy you know, an easy way for them to enter the German market going forward.
0: So can we look ahead now? What did you hear from speakers at the event about what German corporates will be doing during the rest of 2023?
1: Yeah, a good question. So in terms of corporates, uh, people kind of across the board are expecting them to be very active for the rest of the year, uh, both on the buy and the sell side. Um, in, in terms of buy side activity, there's a, a few processes we've been writing about and kind of tracking that are, you know, mainly or even exclusively geared towards corporate buyers. I think uh, some sellers see them as maybe a more reliable purchaser at present at present, because they have, um, you know, kind of stronger cash flows and can kind of more easily do deals with equity and cash and aren't so um, kind of handicapped by the financing markets like private equity is. Um, in, in terms of sell side activity though, this is maybe a little more interesting, um, a, a lot of deal makers have been saying that corporates are really focused on portfolio alignment at the moment. So kind of really taking a look at what their organizations are doing and looking to see where they can kind of jettison or kind of shed some non-core assets, uh, so people are kind of expecting the market. will see a lot more of this, um, going forward. And I mean, we're already seeing some of it. I think some of the stories we've written about this year. I mean, Lufthansa is selling a stake in the in Lufthansa Technik, so kind of the maintenance unit. Um, the DFL, the German Football League, is selling a stake in its media rights. Um, Kiogen is offloading its or a stake in its bioinformatics unit. There's a Merck uh, chemical subsidy going around. So, yeah, corporates I think are expected to be pretty pretty active this year.
0: Great, thanks very much, Patrick. That was Patrick Costello. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of DealCast presented by Merger Market and SS&C Intralinks. Please rate, review and follow the podcast. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or look out for your Merger Market news alert. For more information, have a look at our show notes. Join us again next week for another episode.